on to the podcast where we explain people. And today we're going to teach you a little more about your fellow human beings. I'm Master Coach Kim Giles, and I have Sarah Henderson with me today. And we're going to talk about some really heroic, passionate advocates, game changers on the planet. Do you know what shape I'm talking about, Sarah? Well, I think I do, Kim. I think you're talking about crosses. And I'm really excited about this show because I have a couple of crosses in my work life, in my career, and uh, it's really helpful to understand their thought processes and their behavior. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, as usual, and by the way, this is the last shape in our series of doing one show on each shape. So I'm excited to get here. Finally, talk about crosses. So let's talk about some famous crosses. I admit I didn't come up with a ton, but the one who is the perfect example of a cross is Bernie Sanders. Really? He is presidential candidate Bernie Sanders? Yes. Okay. That is him. And just the other day, there was a Democratic debate on TV, and I I was watching because we're going to talk about all the field on a show coming up. But as I'm listening to Bernie and how passionate, almost to the point of being angry, mm. he is about defending the underdogs, the minorities, the, the people who don't have a voice. I mean, his passion for that is just intense. Wow. Can you feel it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Who else did you find? Well, I was kind of like going back in time and thinking who else, you know, really lived for an impact on the planet or, or to make a difference in the lives of other people. And I think maybe Gandhi might've been a cross. Okay. So passionate that he would starve himself right. you know, for months and months to prove oh a point. Sacrifice for my yeah. cause. Wow. That kind of thing. I think maybe Martin Luther King was a cross. Okay. Wow. We're okay. saying some really big names here. Right. I also was reading something the other day about Malala, the, the Pakistani woman. Oh, the girl that got shot. Yes. Cool. Wow. Education rights for, for girls. There's some video online about her. And I thought, you know, just even being a young person that at that point was willing to stand up and die for Mm. what she believed. That's, that's very cross like Mm -hmm. behavior. There's one celebrity that I actually think might be a cross and that's Brad, Brad Pitt. Really? I do. You know, I don't see him doing those extreme things like we're talking about Malala. Um, what, what about Brad Pitt makes you think he's a cross? Well, even though, yeah, we put in Gandhi and Martin Luther King, we're talking about some really big crosses, but there's a lot of everyday crosses around us who aren't changing the world, but they are very passionate about causes they believe in. And how about influential? Are they influential? Because I think those people are also not just passionate about their cause. People listen to them. They're so passionate that it's almost contagious. Yeah. And people have to listen to them because they get on a soapbox. All of them, all crosses have a soapbox about something and you will hear about it at some point. So I thought of another one. Have you heard of the girl Greta Thurberg? who she is the, I think she lives in like the Netherlands somewhere, but she's so passionate about climate change that her parents allow her to take Fridays off of school to protest in front of government offices. And she started this whole movement for kids, students in school to 
draw attention to the fact that the people that are in charge are ignoring climate change and she doesn't think it's fair to her generation. That is another great example. It is a great example. But we've got to keep in mind, not every cross is out there. Some haven't found their thing yet, Mm -hmm. but they just, similar to a rectangle and a square, they are very opinionated still. Okay. They do not like to be wrong. So they have a lot of the same qualities that we see in squares and rectangles, but there's just this little added passion underneath it to look out for the underdog. More so than a square or a rectangle would. Okay. More so than a square or a rectangle. Okay. So in this cross, what are some of their behaviors? What do we see in a really balanced cross? Okay. So a balanced cross, we do still see driven, intelligent, learned. They are a really good debater. If you need Mm. someone to debate an issue, you want to cross. Interesting thing, a lot of them really also have an appreciation for art or literature or music, for history, those types of things. They have leadership skills because they're passionate and driven and they have lots of opinions. They will step up and lead. They're very enthusiastic and passionate about whatever they talk about. They are hospitable as long as you are willing to value what they value. Right. <laughs> right. As right. long as you, you understand what they're passionate about. They're great, kind, good people in relationships. The problem is if you don't support what they believe in, that could get them unbalanced. I can totally see that. So I'm thinking of a couple crosses in my life and both of them have fantastic leadership skills. Both of them are in those influential type positions. They are very intelligent and they really, they want to make an impact. I can totally see that in them. I mean, we're so, we're so lucky we have crosses because the rest of us could get busy, focused on people, focused on things and tasks, and we forget the planet. We forget the, the little people and And I'm so grateful that crosses are out there to remind us. Absolutely. So what do we see in a cross? Sounds like they're pretty amazing people when they are in balance. But what happens to a cross when they start to get out of balance? Okay, so when they get out of balance, the fear of loss comes from that if you don't get what they're passionate about, that's going to cost the planet. That's going to cost the little people, right? And so in their defense of those things, they can get quite angry. Mm-hmm. They can be irritable. They can be quick to be offended. They can be very actually closed-minded because they've made up their mind about right and wrong. So you trying to debate your side, they're not really going to be very open to hear it when they're unbalanced. Mm-hmm. They can hold grudges. They can get kind of melancholy and a little bit depressed if they feel like you know their cause is just not advancing and people don't care This irritable, melancholy, bad moodiness can really come out with them. Um, But the biggest thing is that they're not open. They've made up their mind and they're sticking with what they believe. So I have a friend who took the quiz and came out across and it was just, I was like, really? I don't know if you are across. Mm -hmm. And then the more I thought about it, he hasn't found his thing yet. So what I find in him is that he just doesn't, He isn't passionate about what he's doing. He doesn't like to get into the details. He doesn't like to learn about what is, what is going on right now in his life because he's just kind of bummed out. 
because he doesn't have his, his passion or, you know, nobody's talking about it. It's not involved in his life. Um, you know, and I don't know him well enough to say what his passion actually could be or is, but man, he needs to figure that out because he does, he's bummed out. Well, and if they don't find their passion, what they'll focus on is what they don't like. Because even if they haven't found what they do stand for, they know a lot of things they don't like. Mm. So the soapbox could get a little bit critical, you know, of, of everything that they see fault with. And that can mean they could be a little negative. Can you see some of that? Oh, for sure. Yes. This person that I'm thinking of is, is pretty negative and just, you know, really we need to help him. We need to help him find his passion because he's not giving the world his best right now. I'll say it that way. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention, someone asked me recently if all crosses are, are liberal politically <laughs> and they aren't. <laughs> no, we get crosses that are conservative and they're just as passionate about their conservative cause. Okay. Are more of them maybe liberal than are? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a few more liberal crosses than there are conservative, but I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Maybe we can find uh, when we do the presidential candidates, I bet we'll come across some conservative crosses. Yeah. The, the real problem is that the only conservative candidate right now is the president and he's definitely a rhombus. Right. We got right. that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to get really interesting to see debates between those two. As I mentioned, these people are good debaters. And rhombuses are too. They can argue. Yes. So I always worry, we, we focus on so much of the negative, but crosses are loyal, caring, loving people that just want to make the world a better place for the rest of us. They're charismatic. They're really awesome. But visionary. Are they, I, the crosses I'm thinking of have these tremendous visions about their cause. And if everyone would just listen and come on board, we could take over the world and make it a better place. They always have these huge visions. Yeah. And you can see that like in Bernie, can't you? See that. Yes. He's got a version of a very different America and he can see how to get there. And the rest of us are, oh man, your vision's awesome. We'll follow you. Right? right? But they're, they're often the ones that are creating the vision. Okay. Now, another irritating thing about them when they're unbalanced, they do not suffer fools. Hmm. <laughs> so anybody that doesn't agree with them is a fool. Oh boy. And we can really kind of see intolerant, which is interesting because I think part of the hallmark of being a liberal is, is to be tolerant of more differences and mm -hmm. be more open but, but we have to watch for that, that we then aren't just intolerant over different things than we were before, because they really, they can be pretty closed and intolerant. So I think intolerant is a really, is a strong word. And what I see with the crosses that I know is I kind of, if I tend to disagree with them in anything or try to bring them back to like reality, because their vision is so out there sometimes, I'm like, that's nice, but how are we going to implement this on the ground level? You know, they kind of pat you on the head and go, oh, Sarah, don't worry about it. And kind of poo-poo your thoughts or your opinions or your worries, right? Like, so intolerant is a very strong word, but it's more like, um, poo-poo your ideas a little bit. They'll humor you. They'll humor you. Yes. <laughs> they'll listen and then go, yeah, but really what we need to focus on is my vision. Yeah. That's, that's the nail on the head. Right okay. there. Cool. So 
a couple things about getting along with them. If you have a cross in your life, they would really love you if you are interested in listening to them. And if you're willing to spend your time asking questions about issues they believe in and actually invite them to get on a soapbox, oh my gosh, they will love you. You know, make sure you have time for that because that's going to be at least a 20 minute conversation. <laughs> at least. <laughs> but, okay. it, but it does really win them over. Okay. Crosses in the workplace. They, they're amazing. They're great managers. They care about people. They're creative. They are really great at solving problems, which actually, or it aids them in their advocacy, right? Because they're really good at problem solving, but it's great on the workforce. They also love a challenge, which is why they take on saving the whales. I mean, they take on big challenges, but that can show kind of in the workplace, that kind of thing as an employee that they're, they will take it on and solve it. They'll yes, find a way. Absolutely. You are describing the crosses I know just absolutely to a T. No pun intended there. Good. Um, what about if I have a child or a teen that is showing some of these cross tendencies or cross behaviors? Okay. Let's talk about kind of as a child first. Okay. They can be stinkers. <laughs> and, and what I mean is they can be cunning and manipulative a little bit because they're so smart. And maybe the cause they take on as a kid is how do I get my mom to give me more cookies? Mm -hmm. They're going to find a way to make that happen. And that little problem solving will get right to work in them. They've got all kinds of ideas and interests. They love projects and challenges, puzzles or things that they get to figure out how to solve. Okay. They're very independent I'm amazed at how young some of these crosses are and they're already having opinions about recycling or things like that. Like they, they get it early on. Wow. I've seen kids like, oh my gosh, my kid is always reminding me to recycle. Right. Where does, where is he getting this? And true, you know, young people today are more concerned about the environment than we, we are. They know, I mean, if we destroy the world, that they're not going to have a place to live. So it makes sense. But oh, they do. Absolutely. And there's so maybe there's more and more crosses in the world just because some of these issues are a little more upfront and we're talking about them more openly than we used to. So we might see more crosses. And I think it's okay to be across these days. And they have a platform. All they have their social media, they can talk about, you know, what's important to them. And that's a very interesting um, thought about having a cross as a I'm team. I'm sure they would use their social media for yeah. sure. That's a yeah. good thing. So as a teen, they can get frustrated with school. They can think it's stupid. If they can't see practical way to use what you're teaching them in the real world, they will think mm -hmm. it's dumb and that they'll have a hard time engaging in it. So if you've got a teen that you can tell is a cross, you've got to help them connect those dots. How does doing well in school connect with what I'm passionate about in the world? And show me why it matters, and then I'll be more interested in doing it. And your cross will thrive the best if you help them find those causes early as possible. Okay. And then really support them in using their skills and tools that they're learning in school to further their causes. Wow. Wow. That is, that is a great idea. Um, day to day, 
So if I have a cross who is kind of challenging me, but I want to actually support them and what they're passionate about, then day to day, you know, how do I work with them? So again, a lot of it is, is being willing to listen and support the cause. So if your kid is into recycling, you got to show them that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Be that kind of parent. So what does that look like if, as the parent, I am the cross and my children aren't following in my passions and my visions? What does that look like? Yeah, well, very similar to a square parent or a rectangle parent, they do tend to be pretty firm. Hmm. They, they're a little more strict. They set rules, and boy, those are going to be the rules. So they're fair and logical. You know, they won't have a power trip. So they're just making kids do this because I said so. They get that, that children need to understand why. Okay. So they will take the time to explain things and listen to their children and teach them about things where some of us as parents aren't as prone to do that. I can see that. I can see that in a cross. If you're a visionary person, probably you're visionary about a lot of things, including you know raising your children and what your children are going to grow up to be. So I can see how they could be compassionate for being firm, but fair. Yeah. The problem will come if the child doesn't agree with the cause or if your child starts to resent the fact that you kind of seem like you care more about whales than you do me. And that's what you've got to watch for if you're a cross and a parent. Right. Kids need to know they're more important than saving the planet. And some crosses have a hard time seeing that. Maybe saving the planet is more important than my individual children. So that's something they kind of need to watch for. Well, I can see that. And I can also see that as you said that I thought, wow, as an octagon, I think sometimes I put some of my friendships, relationships, work, um, networking ahead of parenting. And so it's a little bit of a reality check and it's a balance check. Cause I think when your, when your cause is ahead of, you know, your parenting, maybe you're a little bit out of balance. So you just be careful and check your balance at that point, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's what we all need to do. We, we really want to parent from a balanced state because if you're in fear of loss, be it about the planet or be it about your job or whatever, if you're suffering with fear of failure or loss, you're going to tend to parent in a selfish way where you're making rules that make you feel better, but maybe aren't the best for your child. So I think we all have to keep that in mind. Did we say they are fear of failure or fear of loss dominant? Did we say that at the beginning? Yeah, probably not as clearly, but they are fear of loss dominant. Okay. So you can see the losses that they get worried about are, are the whales will all die and the coral reefs will be gone. And Yes. That's big loss. I can see that. So how do we help crosses that are out of balance? How do we bring them back into balance and support them? Okay, so it's a little tricky with crosses because really what would help them get more balanced is to get in trust that things will be okay. So if crosses have spiritual beliefs that lend to trusting God, that even though it looks like he's not in control and that people are destroying the planet, that there is order in the universe and they can trust They've got to maybe learn to trust human nature that in the end we'll, we will do the right thing because it's getting in trust that pulls them out of fear of loss. So it's tricky, but that's definitely something that they need to work on is 
trust so that they don't experience so much fear. The other thing I work a lot with crosses uh, is on being more open, being a better listener, being more teachable, being compassionate to people they think are wrong. And that's, that's a hard one because when they think you're wrong, that intolerance shows up and that compassion kind of goes out the window. Sure. But these are people too. And so, you know, helping them learn to find some compassion for everybody. Compassion for everybody and understanding that, you know, it's a journey. Life is a journey. Although you have these great big visions, it might take some time and there are going to be some setbacks and you're not just going to get on the train and, and ride to the end of your destination. You know, you're going to be a little bit more like a sailboat where you go all over the place a little bit and the journey, it's all part of the journey. I think that would be really important for a cross to recognize. Oh, you're so right. So right. Yeah. Because I bet they get frustrated when people aren't listening and things aren't going the way they want and it's not moving as fast as they want to. Dang it, the whales are dying. We need to take action here. So I bet they struggle to see that as unbalanced. Okay. It feels like the right way to be. Mm. So being aware that it that it crosses over to unbalance when you're so angry that you're not being compassionate to humans around you about it. You're out of balance. For sure. I think one of my major things when we have a cross client is learning to not dominate every conversation because those squares and rectangles and crosses on that ideas line, they all have a tendency to dominate conversations and make everything all about you. And they've got to get out of that if they're going to have healthy relationships. Boy, I can see that. Um, I can see being very driven by that. Actually, the crosses I know, they don't even sleep that much. They are so like up at 4.30 like, and like their list of stuff that they've taken care of for the day. I'm like, how, how did you ever do that? They're so driven. I can definitely see how the people in their life might be like, hello, I'm over Remember here us? for your attention. Yep, for sure. Oh, boy. So we talked about they can be very driven, but what kind of careers do we see for for these crosses? Okay, so the biggest thing is they've got to find a career that has a cause, that has a passion as part of it. So just doing a job that gets a paycheck, Hmm. but it doesn't impact people or the world, they just won't find joy, right? They really want to spend all their time doing something that they're passionate about. So you'll see them be drawn to politics or to nonprofits or environmental kind of jobs or be a forest ranger or an actual job that protects the world in something sustainability or recycling or I'm just laughing because you gotta make a difference. So many people that I know. It's so funny because I do have people, I think probably because I work in that field, I work in the environmental health, safety, sustainability for my day-to-day job. I know so many crosses and you are describing them perfectly. And I think sometimes their passion is, can be local. It doesn't have to be super global. There are some people I know that are just doing it like on a a regional level, but still it's their thing. Oh, it is. I forgot that because you do a lot of work with solar too. Yep. Yep. And people that are in that area have a very big idea about how we're going to save the planet, be it from renewable energy or sustainability or putting together health and safety processes um, that are going to save people. 
in their working environment, keep them safe, um, get them home at night. So yeah, there's a lot of compassion and passion in that field as well. And I think when you describe like an engineer, like an, an energy engineer or environmental engineer, boy, it's just so easy for them to dive in and get really, really into their work. Yeah. I want young people to recognize when they're across and, and make sure that you're not just an accountant, right? You've got to find a career that's going to really fulfill you. And that's another reason why, you know, the shapes are so helpful for us to rec recognize what shape are my kids oh. so that I can help them create a life that's going to make them happy. I mean, absolutely. And I think if you're wondering if you're a cross or we're describing somebody that you know that might be a cross, absolutely, you know, go and take the quiz. Um, go to 12shapes.com and take the quiz, log in, create an account. And then go to the content, the free content that we have and watch some of the videos on crosses. You know, I think if it's easy to recognize a cross because they don't work nine to five, they are always working, even when they're, they're probably working or joining um, outside activities that involve what they're passionate about. So it's great to go and learn your shape and then recognize your behaviors that support your shape. Oh, you're so right. So if you don't know your shape, first thing you got to do is go take the quiz. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a good one, Kim. Thank you so much. And we want to thank everybody for listening today. So join us again next week for some more of Explain People.